So before we start our film chatter, a little discussion about mixed breed brewing. Currently, I'm drinking Benny Brown, which is my favorite beer they make. Not an IPA. It's kind of like a Newcastle, but a little sweeter, I guess. But uh, I really like it. And I, the benefit of the Benny Brown is that it only comes either at the bar or in Crowlers. And crowler, Crowlers are great because I get to drink like three beers. And I have to tell Nicole I have to drink it because you can't seal it back up. So I got to drink the whole thing. And he won't share. No. I'm drinking Boomski, which has my favorite label of like any beer ever. It's basically a play on Dookie. And it's amazing. Green Day Dookie. And if, and if you don't know that, then... Stop listening to our pod. Don't do not do that. Don't <laughs> stop listening to the pod. But it's good. It's a double IPA. It's delicious. We love it there. Uh, there being mixed breed. If you mention our pod, you get... 5% off your tab. So if you live in the 518, drop by. Well, if you're ever visiting Albany, New York, because it's a hot destination. I mean, I came here once, and I loved it so much I moved here. No, you loved me so much you moved here. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Mixed Breed Brewing for the win. Hey, everybody. This is Matt. And Nicole. On this episode of After the Kids Go Down, we're going to watch The Nice Guys. That's not our name. So this is our first listener recommendation of season two, The Nice Guys, 2016 film. Yes. Recommended to us by our friend John, Grossface New York. He's our biggest fan slash troll. Yeah. Um, but he's been recommending this for a while. Apparently, it's one of his favorite movies. Uh, according to his wife, he has seen it like 50 times uh, since they saw it in the theater. Neither of so. us have seen it. Neither of us have seen it. Yeah. Um, and then when we posted our coming soon thing to our Instagram and Twitter, uh, got a pretty good feedback on it. A lot yeah. of people seem to really like it. Um, a lot of positive responses. I like Shane Black films. So that's the director. Who, I don't know who that is. So he did Predator. Okay. Like I like Predator. Predator. He's in Predator and he directed it and he wrote it. He didn't direct it. Um, he wrote uh, the Lethal Weapon movies. That's his franchise. I don't know if I've, I had to have seen a Lethal Weapon you movie, but I don't know. Um, I which I like all of them. Um, he did Iron Man 3. He did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. So okay. I'm sure I'm forgetting one or two. But he's he's kind of the, the, like what I would consider like a quality action director. Like a lot of them are crime or action related, but they're usually like... His films usually have witty, snappy dialogue. And they're pretty good. Like, they they get you invested. Uh, there's usually, usually some dark elements to it. Like, to me, Iron Man 3, there's a lot about Iron Man 3 that's problematic. But all the scenes with him... I don't remember which one's Iron Man 3. Oh, that's what I'm going to tell you. He's, that's the one where he crashes, like, in a town and he forms a relationship with a kid. Remember all okay, that? Yeah, that's yeah. very Shane Black. That whole sequence is very much, like, cool, smart protagonist trying to be gritty and get his way out of the muck like that whole sequence i don't I, I, it's hard to put my finger on it but felt very shane black I wish you to could me see matt right yeah, <laughs> like trying, trying to explain this with, with his hands, hands yeah. and okay 
but yeah, so uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is one of, is like a cult favorite to me, to me. That's what put Val Kilmer originally in my mantourage was that film, and he has since been booted. But uh, booted for Robert? No, 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 no. no. Booted Who is he? for uh, I don't know. I have to go through the list again. God. But uh, yeah, I think you'll like it. I don't know. I'm assuming. I mean, the two the two leads where it's Russell Crowe. And Ryan Gosling, who I I feel like I've yet to see him in a role that I don't like. I don't like The Notebook, but that's like on principle. And everything else that I've ever seen him in, he's fantastic. So on the the Instagram, one of the uh, comments that I got was from somebody who who commented in German. um, In German? In German. We have a German listener? I guess. Sweet. Um, But. So then I typed it into the Googles to translate it, and it was the translation was they're both good to look at. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Okay. So I feel like um, I see a lot of memes from this movie online and stuff like that. I I'm know. excited to watch it. I, I feel like you know it's it's very rare that we watch a film that's like actually funny. Like we always yeah. watch such serious, long, heavy stuff, and yeah. so I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. It better be good, John. <laughs> nice Guys. Released in 2016. Directed by Shane Black. Written by Shane Black and Anthony Bagarazzi. Starring Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling, Angry Rice, Matt Bomber, and Kim Basinger. Holland March is a down-on-his-luck private eye in 1977 Los Angeles. Jackson Healy is a hired enforcer who hurts people for a living. Fate turns them into unlikely partners after a young woman named Amelia mysteriously disappears. So we finished watching Nice Guys. As we said in our expectations, a listener recommendation. What were your thoughts? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I thought it was like a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a dark comedy. Yes. And not even, I wouldn't even call it a dark comedy. It's like, but a, it reminded like me a lot of, of like, people die. it remind. well, yeah, but just because people die doesn't mean it's a dark comedy. All right. I mean, it's like, it reminded me of the Lethal Weapons, and it reminded me of those like '90s buddy cop, funny action movies. Right. Because we just watched Red Notice, and we just did an Instagram live on it, and like I feel like Nice Guys is the example, right? Like Red Notice and action movies try to be movies like Nice Guys, and either you do it or you don't. You know yeah, what but I mean? It's not a heist movie. No, but they're like action. So can we say what can we say what sort of what what this was about? Like we're like jumping into. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean, what what do you mean? What was it about? Well, Ryan Gosling. Yep. Uh, plays a private investigator. Yep. Who's um, a bad PI, but also at the same time a good PI. I I guess. Like, that's what I, I mean. Guess. That's the. Um, and then Russell Crowe plays a hired hitman. Like I couldn't quite. Uh, like a hired tough guy. Yeah, like, he's, he's not like he's not a hitman. Yeah. Um, he's a hitman in the sense that like he'll like punch you in the face and then like walk away. Yeah. Um. He's hired muscle. Yeah. Uh, and they both 
separately get involved in the same yes. case and then end up coming together. To try to solve um, the case, yeah. Yeah. Well, Russell Crowe's character, probably before Ryan Gosling's, starts to care about the case and the people in the case. Um, and then Gosling gets in and originally Gosling. So March is Gosling and Healy is Crow. And uh, Healy cares about it before March does. Eventually, of course, March comes around. So it's ultimately caring. You think he's doing it just for the money. But then there's also got like, the daughter he's trying to be a mentor or a good father figure for. That's kind of cool. I just I think the writing was really good. But I mean, he wasn't a he wasn't a good father figure. Yeah, it was incredible the writing. He wasn't a good father figure to to his daughter, and they explain why, but they don't like linger on it. Yeah, they don't linger on why, which is that the the mother died in a house fire. You don't know how long ago. Yep. Um, and it opens with uh Ryan Gosling in a full suit. In a bathtub, and I literally just tweeted about this like a week ago. It is so prevalent in movies and television shows for depressed people to get in the bath with all of their clothes on. And so I was like, is this a thing that anyone has done in real life? No. No. Like, but it, as, but, as a person who is anxious, they would make me more anxious to yeah. be in a bathtub with my clothes on. Yes. But anyway, that's it how makes it me, It makes me feel weird just watching it. I'm like, oh, man, you're depressed and you're But why your is it – like, it's a lot of movies and TV shows. Well, because anyway. I think as a writing shtick, it, like, it's an easy way to show that a character just truly has stopped giving a fuck. You know? <laughs> so much apathy, your clothes are wet and you yes. don't care. You're, just, you're not even going to bathe – now, you're not even going to get naked to bathe. But no, I thought the two of them were very good. I mean, Russell Crowe has said in in interviews that this is one of the few movies he's done where he wished there was a sequel because he enjoyed playing the character so much. And uh, I would assume alongside Ryan Gosling because the two of them just had incredible chemistry. They were hilarious together. Yeah. They played off of each other very well. Yeah. Well, and Russell Crowe's character is interesting because he has a weird arc because he's like, to me, he's like, he's a hired, he's hired muscle who also like kind of has a little bit of hero complex, but is also like kind of fucked up in the head. Like there's a couple times where you see his dark side comes out and he either strangles somebody to death or he's in a diner and like beats a man to death when he could have easily just like knocked the guy out. And... But he's sober, so you get this you get this feeling that he's like trying to atone for his dark side. Yeah. But then at the end of the film, he's like drinking again, which is like an interesting arc for a character, right? Usually it would go the other way. Yeah. You know, usually the cliche thing would be he's a drunk and well, then by the end he's sober. But this none like of them gro- neither of them grow enough to like stop being alcoholics they just they get to a point where like they realize they don't need to be alone yeah like that's as far as their growth goes well and i think that's what that's why that's what i'm saying it's well written this is the type of writing i love it's not a news story but it's told in a not want to say even a new way but like it's told it's the same story told with super interesting characters mm-hmm. and enough tweaks to the same old story that it keeps it exciting. Yeah. And that's that sounds simple, but we don't see it very much in Hollywood. Mm-mm. And when it's done well, it's 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 impressive. You know, I, I know I'm a Nolan stan, but Christopher Nolan does that all the time. You know the you know Spielberg. I love does, that you use the word stan like on the regular now. Yeah, because I know what I know where it comes from. Um, <laughs> 
No, the writing was good. And again, other movies I've seen by Shane Black I've also loved. We talked about this in Expectations. You know, you can see there's certain Shane Black tropes. The protagonists are almost always damaged goods. There's almost always a kid involved somewhere that one of them mentors. I mean, what did you think about all the other... I thought the daughter was good. Yeah. You're, who, who's the psychopath hitman at the end? Um, Matt Balmer, who was just like, a, it was a really weird role for him uh, playing John Boy and like literally has a mole on his face. Well, I mean, I guess that's why his nickname is John Boy, but like. I don't get it. Um, oh, God. What is that old show with freaking John Boy? Oh, the, uh, where they all say goodnight to each other yes. at the end. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. What yeah, is yeah, it though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're too young the for Wal- that. The Waltons? The, the Waltons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good night, John boy. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, like, Ryan Gosling is so good. Yes. Has he ever won an Academy Award for his acting? Because, like, that, I, I have no idea. I mean, I know. I think he did he get nominated for Half Nelson. I don't know if I've seen Half Nelson. I've seen Lars and the Real Girl. I love that one, too. Yeah, a, he's good, man. He's good. He's so good. Like, I don't know why I look at him and think that, like, I just, I always forget how good he is. Well, he's one of these guys that I would argue the same thing happens to Brad Pitt. There's such these Hollywood pretty boys, like almost sex icons in Hollywood, that you forget that they're also talented. Yeah. Like, you know, he's this, you know, he oozes sexuality. I mean, you were very hot and bothered during Drive. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. But, Which, if you have not seen Drive, like, you need to run out. <laughs> and you are attracted to men. You need to run out. Well, even if you weren't, it's a good movie. But oh, yeah. It is a it is a legit, like, but really good movie. But he's also, my point is, he's like, also good in that. Not only is yeah. does he does he make your loins tingle, but well, he makes, he makes, he's he's good in it. It's not even, it's, I mean, it is that it's Ryan Gosling. But it's that, like, the costume director and, like, the director, like, they all knew, like, what I needed to see, which was a dirty white friggin' tank top that was too tight. He's been nominated for Best Actor twice, in 2007 for Half Nelson and 2017 for La La Land. For La La Land, which that's got to be one of my favorite Ryan Gosling moments, like, ever, is when... La La Land won, and then they were like, no, hold up. It was uh, it was midnight, and it, you just see him, like, he's not even laughing. He's giggling in the background. Favorite moment of his ever. <laughs> um, we got a lot of uh, listener reviews for this one. Um, I'm going to do the ones on Instagram. You can handle the ones on Twitter. I think you got a lot, too, right? Sure. Um, but obviously, Grossface New York is who recommended this to us. He can't wait to talk about this movie. B. Bertman, or, or we call her BB, um, his wife said, uh, We saw this in theaters and when, when it came out, and then Grossface New York has watched it about 50 times since then. And I, I feel that. Like, I want to watch this again. It definitely has rewatchability. Um, Summercut says, I love this movie. Gosling and Crow are hilarious together. Yes. Joanna Paris says, this is my mom's quarantine movie. I surprisingly adored these two on screen together. And there was like a, there was like a moment in time when like I wouldn't watch Russell Crowe movies and I don't remember why. 
but I am Because well, there was a little while there where he was considered like kind of a douchebag. Yeah, but like why? And he was supposed to be difficult to work with on set and all that type of stuff. Which, again, personally, I don't give a shit about. I don't care if they're an asshole on set. But um, in the fucking culture we live in, apparently people care. I, I, I don't <clears throat> care anymore. I do still care about Tom Cruise and I don't want to fund Scientology. But yes. uh, Russell Crowe, no, he was... Well, so funny in this. So on Twitter, Bob Scott, forty-eight eight hundred four, says, "I think it's pretty good. It's the only Gosling movie I enjoyed watching. Crow hitting him definitely helped, but that was funny." And then the movie dude um, said that it was very, a very, very entertaining movie, a top three film in twenty sixteen. I don't even remember hearing about it though. Did you? Not really. Like, well, because. It's got but two we big also twenty sixteen. We just had a baby though too, so maybe that's why. Yeah, we weren't watching a lot of films in twenty sixteen. That's when we had our first kid, obviously. I mean, that was the year of. Let's see what what the Oscar nominees were. That was The Revenant, The Danish Girl, Steve Jobs, Trumbo. We didn't see of, any of no, those. No, no, that's what we I saw mean. the Danish Girl. I think, maybe not. I didn't see Danish Girl. Best Picture was Spotlight, Bridge of Spies, Mad Max Fury Road, The Revenant, Martian, The Big Short, Room, Brooklyn. We just saw The Big Short like this year. Yeah. You know, Spotlight we saw too. Yeah, but we saw that later. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the only movie on that list that we saw was Mad Max Fury Road. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Never saw Bridge of Spies. I mean, I saw Bridge of Spies. Well, you did. It was so good. Well, when, when, when you have a kid, like that first year is just like. You know what you what you want to do to, for fun as an adult kind of goes out the window. Yeah. The thing is, I feel like I've seen a lot of clips from it. I've seen a lot of memes from it. Um, now that I've seen it, I recognize some scenes I've seen on 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 the internets with Ryan Gosling. But I'm thinking 2016. I don't ever remember hearing about it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that was also probably peak MCU at that point. So that was probably overtaking everything. Again, if you listen to all the films I just I just rattled, those a lot of those films got a lot of press. So maybe yeah. it just happened to get overshadowed. I don't know. Maybe we were just out of it. But I'm glad we watched it. It was very entertaining. I would love to watch it again. Yeah. Um I think I was supposed to care more about the 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 automotive industry aspect of it. And I just didn't. And especially like when they this is spoilers by the way, so if you've even seen the movie, skip the next like minute. But when they shoot what's her face? Maya? the girl? When the daughter? Yeah, when the serial killer kills the daughter, like out of nowhere. It's like jarring. Amelia, Amelia. Amelia. I'm like, I can't remember this girl's name, but they say it every other second in the movie. When they shoot him when he shoots Amelia, like pure coincidence, she happens to run up to his car, happens to be the hitman that's looking for her, and he shoots her in the fucking face. That was like an oh shit moment, but like I felt like I should have cared more. And her character was kind of portrayed as kind of crazy. And I don't, I think that was intentional, but that's what I mean. The whole, like, I don't really know what the plot was besides these two guys trying to solve the crime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, I want to say that was on purpose because. I think a lot of stuff was not really explained or explained explained hastily, where you all like you were only supposed to know as a viewer. Okay, they're going to this apartment to find out X. The details didn't really matter. You know what I mean? You know what you know what it was like. It, it was like that brilliant episode of Buffy, that like 
follows Xander and the dead zombies around, the dead zombie yes, teenagers. Yes, yes, And, like, yes, the actual, exactly. like, yep. epic apocalypse is happening in the background, yep. but you never actually find out about yes. it. You're just following, like, this Xander. stupid storyline. Like, that's yeah, kind of what Buffy, it is. The classic Buffy stories happening in the background, and you're watching, yeah. like, a side character. Yeah, it, it, I, you're 100% right. It kind of felt like that. It felt like... There was supposed to be this epic case of like taking down the auto industry by some some you know powerful woman's daughter and a struggle between this woman and her daughter and that always played f- by Kim Bas Kim, Kim Basinger and it felt like it was always in the background yeah like it wasn't the focus so was, I guess there was a part of me that was like wasn't sure how to think about that I'm like yeah. I'm like is that bad writing is it intentional I think the movie's supposed to be about them and not necessarily what they're solving yeah. Which, again, is kind of an interesting way to do it. Um, I wish I cared a little bit more about what they were trying to solve, though. Because that would make everything, I think, heightened a little more. You know, like that last final sequence, I think I would have been on the edge of my seat more. Like, I was never... I guess I was I was nervous for them to get killed. But I was never like, oh, man, I hope the film gets out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and the whole the plot is but like... But the film itself is absolutely ridiculous. It's a MacGuffin. They film they film this and this is total spoilers, but they film this porno yep. that has a greater message. And so when it first starts playing at like this auto show, which you don't get to see a lot of it, but it's just it's like so stupid yes. that like Yeah. But but, but I, I guess that that's what I, I that's why I think I want to watch it again. I, I think I was watching it like a typical viewer who when they finally get Amelia in his house and they sit her down and they're like, and they're like what's going on? And she explains it. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. That's and, and now I'm thinking back on it. I'm like, I think they reacted the same way, didn't they? March and him yeah. were like, she's fucking crazy. Yeah. And like, and then they were, then they second guessed themselves, right? They're like, well, is she crazy or is the. Well, because when you boil it, when you boil her issue down, it, it, seem it's finally logical it's logical but ultimately her whole motivation is like fuck the man and the man happens to be my mom and you're like this fucking girl is crazy yeah Um, or the man is is really detroit just the entire city and feeling of detroit yeah but she but that's almost like collateral really she's pissed at her mom which is what kim basinger tells them essentially is like my daughter is like crazy so that's what i mean It, it, it was hard to accept kim basinger as a real villain because I never disliked her in the movie. I never I never also made the connection like how much she was involved with all the killing. Like they hint at like she's essentially telling these people to go hunt down her daughter and kill her, which I feel like should have been a bigger deal. Yeah. But it's like never really explained if it, that is her, if that the if it, that's the auto industry doing it and she's letting it happen. Well, it sounded like she knew it was going to happen so she was trying to get her herself. But then, like to potentially protect but her. But are we overthinking it? Like, like that's what I, that's my point. Is like, is all that yeah. supposed to matter? not really matter? It might like, not matter. Like as long as you get broad strokes, Shane Black's like you're good. Yeah, it might not matter. It's also like a funny movie. This is, yeah. Like I laughed out loud more at this movie than I do at some comedies. You don't. You like very rarely laugh out loud, and you, we both like busted out laughing a few times. In, more than a few times in this. Yeah. Wait. Like Ryan Gosling's <laughs> character, every time he screams, cracks me Jesus. up. Jesus. With that like yeah. high-pitched yeah. Jesus. Yeah, or he just screams sometimes. Um, 
or <laughs> when they roll up to the big mansion and they find out that his daughter has stowed away in the car. In the trunk of the car, and he just, and he, just he just shuts the trunk yeah. and tries to leave and her there. The pros like you the, can't just leave. The, the valet is like, uh, I can't oh, take right. that car with a girl in the trunk. Yeah. Um, oh, there's another like great scene that I don't know we want to tell you about, but I don't. Do we want to spoil it? No, but there, but like <laughs> you, you, you chuckle a lot of movies. I don't know how often you really laugh out loud, like loudly, like. To like uh, where I, I feel like I need to pause the movie, or you're gonna miss something. And there was a moment like that in there. I mean, it's just a movie that there's so many great funny moments. Like even early on when he punches through the door and like cuts his wrist open, and like oh, yeah. it's such an epic failure that like you're just like, it's like, oh my god, there's a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's what I mean. Like there's so many moments where he's so incompetent and like a doofus. But even Russell Crowe at times, like, is kind of a, a, a dingleberry. And, like, it just, I don't know, man. It was, like, it, there were so many funny parts mixed in with, like, dark parts. Like, yeah. when he, I keep thinking, like, that's a hard thing to do, to have a movie where there's parts that are very grounded and funny because they're so ridiculous. But at the same time, Russell Crowe's character is strangling a man with his hand and there's this really dark moment. And the daughter walks in on him and there's this thing about, like, he doesn't want to let down his new friend's daughter. But then even how that character that he strangles gets killed is like kind of goofy. He's just like standing in the road and like a random van comes by and hits him <laughs> yeah. and like stops, open his door and is like, oh crap. And then like drives away. Like there was so much. That's what I think made the movie fun. Yeah. There were a lot of like light moments mixed in with really like what is kind moments. of a yeah, yeah. dark idea. Yeah. I don't know. It was good. I would watch it again. If you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, I would recommend it. Yeah. Um, I would recommend it over a bunch of those Oscar nominees I just read out loud. Yeah. So Shane Black, nice job. What do you what are you gonna read it? We're out of five stars, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I might go four. Yeah, I think so too. It's just very good and it's 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 good, it's fun, it's interesting, you care about the characters. More than the plot, which is kind of cool. It just, it's a well made film. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Please take a minute to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating. This helps us out so much in being able to continue to do this and to meet our goals as film critics. This was the first of our listener recommendations, and we've got several others lined up for this season. If there's something you'd recommend that we watch, please let us know on Twitter or Instagram. And you can find us on Twitter at KidGoesDownPod, on Instagram at AfterTheKidGoesDown, and we're both on Letterboxd under Nicole underscore ATKGD and Matt underscore ATKGD. I'm a little bit better at it than he is, but I leave all my reviews there. I've got lists there um, of, I don't know, family movie night everything that we watch so um follow us on there as well after the kid goes down is brought to you by matt and nicole research by ariana gracia music and editing by kate falconer produced by matt robinson and nicole robinson associate producer kate falconer